this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Sounding a little weird today. We're in an empty house. Final moving day, or closing days, is coming up rapidly. So the house is empty, and uh, we're going to the in-laws. So I thought I would do a video real quick here today while I'm sitting in the empty bedroom. I'm actually on the floor with a box for my laptop and the microphone. So it's an, it's, I wish I had the camera on because it would be an interesting dynamic to view. To say the least. Pro Football Focus once again comes out and says, Giants current roster, 21st overall ranking with the NFL. I'm so sick of Pro Football Focus. I'm so sick of people that look at Pro Football Focus. I'm so sick of people that quote Pro Football Focus. I'm so sick of people that use Pro Football Focus to accentuate their argument because they're a joke. And I call them Pro Football Jokers. I have called them that a million times. And, you know, the only thing they said that made any type of sense was, yeah, the team is going to go as far as Daniel Jones takes him. And I'm not putting all the, you know, and I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is the right guy. Daniel Jones is not the right guy. But that's that's pretty much a, a obvious statement that people are going to basically go as far. A team is going to go as far as a quarterback takes them. Takes them. Yeah, that that that's 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 pretty much obvious. I mean, that's 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 kind of a dead giveaway. So I'm, I'm not. Even, I don't even want to talk. I don't even want to talk about that. But I did want to talk about rankings. Where I wanted to kind of see where the Giants' offense. And again, this will be an early preseason or a camp preview prediction. Where the Giants' offense will rank within the division, and where they will maybe possibly rank, and how they will do. You know, going into the 2021 season. If you look at the division, it's an interesting dichotomy because you know they're going to be better than Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. You just know it. But then it, there's an interesting blend and mix between Washington and Dallas. I still think Dallas is going to have the number one offense in the East. I do. I think Dak's going to come back. I, they say Zeke is in the best shape of his life. I always love when they say a player's in the best shape of his life. Because that usually means he's going to have a bad season. But I think with Dak coming back, hopefully the O-line, not hopefully, I hope, I hope the O-line falls apart, but you think the O-line is going to play better for them. They got good to great at times skilled positions on the outside. Um, okay, I'm not going to say they're not wonderful at the tight end position, but they're 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 more than they're more than average. It's not the Jason Witten tight ends of the of the days of y'all for the Cowboys. But I'm going to have to put them at the top of the division. Now it's interesting because number two, and I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it quite a bit. It's it's weird that the Giants are kind of a mirror in some ways with the Washington football team. Only because of the fact that it's all the engines is going to run almost completely via their quarterback. And I know just said any team that says, now I know I just said that, you know, anyone that says that the quarterback is the key position is an idiot because of the fact that we all know that. But in these two cases, this is two teams that have excellent defenses. I think the the, the Washington team's front five is better than the Giants. But I think the Giants have a better secondary, even though Washington's secondary ranked, you know, one, excuse me, number one overall last year. But their offense is kind of going to be, if if the quarterback implodes, there's there's nothing behind them. 
You have Fitzpatrick, and I've said it before, Fitzpatrick could be Fitztragic. And, and, and it could just go down in the dumps. Because what, we got Kyle Allen, I think, is still there, and, and, a, and a, merry, a merry band of others. The same with the Giants. If Daniel Jones, if something goes down, even if it's not poor performance, if something goes down in reference to injury, we're going we're gonna to have Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon is, calling Mike Glennyman, Glennon, Glennyman, Glennyman, he's a Glennyman. Calling Mike Glennon a journey quarterback is being nice. He had that one spurt in Tampa, the beginning of his rookie season, his career, but and then he kind of, you know, they drafted Jameis Winston. That's how highly they thought of Mike Lennon. And then he's kind of bounced around the league. He's had opportunities to start at times, but never really fulfilled any type of promise. I mean, so those those are your guys. And then you got to worry about the Giants and their running back position. And in some ways, you're kind of, I'm not worried about the wide receivers, but I... You have to hope that Kenny G's hit pointers okay. You got to hope that Sterling stays off the protocol for concussions. You hope Evan Ingram can catch the damn ball. King of the almost catch. Sound effect is actually done for Evan, but I just have not had a chance to put in the soundboard. And the soundboard is right now is in a box. It won't be set up till Wednesday. And then you have to worry about the fact that is Kyle Rudolph's foot going to be okay? Is he going to be the Kyle Rudolph he was the last two years or the ones that he was the last you know, three years prior to that? And it's the same with Washington. It, and to me, Washington is in some ways even relying more heavily on the quarterback position because they, I don't think they have the offense, the total offensive skill set that the Giants have. So if I had to pick number two in the division, I'm going to have to say the Giants are going to have the second-ranked offense in the division. I'm going to have to say that. And I'm happy to say that. Now, but what about their totality of their offense? I mean, where do we think they're going to rank in the league? I've seen anywhere from on Twitter and Instagram and all the other fun places, I've seen them ranked anywhere between 21st and 32nd. And we all know the warts of the Giants offense. We're not going to go through it, but we don't, things that we don't know. Is Tony going to be more than a gimmick player in the beginning of his career for the Giants? Is he going to have more of the Percy Harvin effect? Or is he going to kind of just be that guy that, uh, I can't think of it, the, uh, what's his name, Austin. The guy that the Rams took a couple years back overall. Was it Tavon Austin? You know, they, they traded up to get him. Then he went over to the Cowboys and did nothing. Or is he going to be more like him? I'm thinking in the beginning he is going to be more of a, and and it's always a good thing. You know, people say it's a bad thing, but I think it's going to be a decoy in a lot of ways. Because him decoying is going to have the potential to open up something for Kenny G. And that's that's a simple way to put it. Same thing. He may, sending him streaking down the sideline is probably going to open up the middle of the field for Evan Ingram or Sterling Shepard. Or Darius Slayton. And I think actually pairing him with Darius Slayton on the same side is going to cause a mismatch because if you pair those two on the same side and then you leave Kenny G on the other side, what is the team going to do? Are they going to go one on, go man-to-man with safety help and say on the other side between Darius and Tony and then leave one-on-one to Kenny? Or leave, or leave a linebacker strictly on one of our tight ends. It, it's an interesting quandary to have. And there's so many different things that Jason Garrett can do. 
Now, but again, like I said, it's going to rely on two things. We've said this a million times. It's going, to, it's going to rely on Daniel Jones being able to find the open man. It doesn't matter if you have five viable options. If you can't go to take, you know, if you can't throw the ball to the right one at the right time, it doesn't matter. The other thing is going to be, can we keep Daniel Jones upright? There were times last year, yes, that Daniel Jones had a terrible pocket. He really did. But there were times also in that winning streak where Daniel Jones was protected quite well. He just held on to the ball too long. I think if you go back to the stats, he held on to the ball the third longest in the league outside of Russell Wilson. I can't remember who the other person was. And Russell Wilson is a scrambler. So he can hold on. to. He's a scrambler and he understands pocket awareness. So he can hold on to the ball longer. Daniel Jones, like I said, I think it's I think it's the same thing I've said a million times. I think he is his brain is not reacting fast enough to his arm. I don't think he's reading fast enough to make the decision that allows him to throw the ball as quickly as possible. I don't think he's processing the play yet, well enough yet. And if you go back and watch some of his film at Duke, you can kind of see the same thing. I don't really like going back and watching uh, a player's film in college because it was college. It's totally different college between pros because, like I said, the athletes are different. You're not going if you are, are you if you are a superior athlete, you can rely on that in college 100% without having to go with technique. In the NFL, a lot of these guys are you know, high 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 quality talented players. So you need to rely more on technique. And like I said, like I said, I think the issue with Daniel Jones is he's not processing the plays fast enough. And, of course, his poor pocket awareness and pocket presence doesn't help. But I think that's what he needs to do. So he need, if, if he is unable to go through multiple reads, because I think Jason Garrett's going to have to go through, he's going to have to open up the playbook. He's going to have, I mean, you have to. You got to keep defenses honest. And we don't know when Saquon Barkley's going to come back. We don't know how the wide receiver's going to hold up. We don't know how the line's going to hold up. So he's got to make quick decisions. Like Eli like Eli did with McAdoo when he was the offensive coordinator. It was it was all predicated on quick passing plays, which is why Eli had his best two seasons statistically with the McAdoo. So I think in a lot of ways that's what Daniel Jones is going to have to do and I hope I hope they shorten the field for him, allow him to have two quick options and decisions. Don't really, you know, and then use some of the people as a decoy. And then every once in a while, take a shot deep. Do a pre-planned shot deep and tell them, listen, just throw the ball to this spot down the field no matter what. I still think the Giants are going to rank above 20 offensive-wise in the league. I still think it's going to be around 18 or 19, which is enough to win you games and enough to get you in the playoffs as well if everything breaks right. And I think that's going to be our best perspective. And again, this is Tommy Law Online, Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you could subscribe, ring that bell, you think that means that'd be awesome.